Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. And on this episode, we get into why tonight versus the Milwaukee Bucks are must-win situation for the 76ers right here. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside, once again, my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey of TheInquirer.com. Keith, what's going on, man? What's good, D? It's good to be back home, bro. Good to be back home. <laughs> uh, I, I bet it is. I bet it is. But first, thanks for making everyone out there Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here on Locked On 76ers. And today's episode is brought to you by NBA Top Shot. NBA Top Shot is the future of being an NBA fan on officially licensed rare NFTs of the greatest moments from NBA history. Just sign up today at LockedOn.NBATopShot.com. Keith, coming back home after the 2-1 and road trip, a big game tonight at the center against the Milwaukee Bucks. Identical records, man. 46 and 28. The Sixers and the Bucks are right behind the Miami Heat, who are back in first place after the Heat won. The Celtics lost on Monday night. And uh, here we are on Tuesday. And an opportunity once again for the 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks, either team, to make a jump and back up into the standings. But for, for me, and I know how you feel as well, uh, to keep pace with these others, man, this is a must-win spot. And a big I'm not going to say test, but a barometer a little bit, uh, you know, for where this team is right now. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And we actually talked about it, you know, before. You know, it's you not know, this is a game where coming off of the Phoenix game, you know, they had some yeah. things that they needed to correct, right? Now is the time that they could go out there and they could work on the things that they need to correct. And I feel as if that this would be a good matchup for them. You know, not only that, it also comes a little bit of a mental edge. Like, I think they want to win this game, right? You know, you got Giannis, you got Embiid. Um, you know, if more important than just uh, seeding purposes, we're talking about two guys who are trying to get MVP, two guys who are battling for the scoring title. So, you know, I, I think that this game right here brings a lot of excitement, and it's a game after the way the Sixers lost to the Phoenix Suns, um, the mistakes that they made. I feel as though that this is a game that where they want to come out and they want to win it. And I think they have to win it moving forward. Well, you look at the way that James Harden played in that when we highlight that a lot, the two of 11 from the floor, both makes came from beyond. And uh, with the two of 11, he was two for five. So 0 for six from, from the two point line, as we talked about yesterday, he has to play much better. And the last time these two teams played was right before the trade deadline. The trade had already been executed he was there. He just wasn't playing. And the Sixers won. The Sixers won going into the All-Star break. And as you talked about, look, maybe it was a getaway situation for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were just looking ahead to getting away the All-Star break. The guys who weren't playing in the All-Star game, they were ready to take their trips with their families just to kind of get away from it all, uh, the grind of the NBA season. Well, 
if they're going to get the if the Sixers are going to get the real Milwaukee Bucks tonight, he has to play much better. He's one that I'm really focused on as far as how this game goes tonight, what they need to do. And look, you can possibly see them in the postseason, especially if you think you're going to do something and have an extended run this spring. He has to be the one that you traded for the player that you thought you were getting in this trade. He has to play like that tonight. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And indeed, not, you know, and I'm not this isn't like a, a knock or anything like that. But if you look at the games that he really excelled against, it was the game against uh, Minnesota, the two games against the Knicks and then the game against the uh, the Clippers. And all four of those teams weren't exactly known for their D. And all four of those teams weren't exactly known for being extremely competitive. Now, I know Minnesota has improved, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, these, are, these were teams that the Sixers were able to do whatever they wanted to against. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things for him. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's a chip game. Like, you want to have a solid game against a solid opponent because – when you look at it, he didn't play well <coughs> against Milwaukee. Excuse, no, no, excuse me. He didn't play well against Phoenix. He didn't play well against Brooklyn. And he, and he, you know what I mean? Like these are two of the yeah. teams that we're saying, like, yo, these are the games that they, he was brought in to perform against to help them win the championship. So right now, when you got a guy like Drew Holiday, who's a solid defender, you know, is is one of those things where you say to yourself, like. Okay, let's get it done. Now, one thing I will tell you, when they yeah. beat Milwaukee the last game, they beat Milwaukee 123 to 120. Joel Embiid yeah. had game highs of 42 points and 14 rebounds to go with five assists. So, you know, it was just like the old Embiid where he had, as good as they played, he had to do a 40-burger in order for them to win the game. Well, sometimes when you are that level of player, you got to drop those kind of numbers in order for your team to win. So let's see if he can get a little bit more help tonight. And when they did lose to the Bucks back in November, early part of the season, they lost by nine points, 118-109. So big one here tonight and uh, the three-point victory. Uh, in that loss, by the way, Tyrese Maxey had 31 uh, for the Sixers to lead the way for them. So they have to, in my opinion, Keith, they have to make sure that they get up and down the floor and transition defensively and offensively, put some pressure on them. And B will do his part in trying to get them in foul trouble. Brooke Lopez is back, so we'll see if that means anything as far as the defensive scheme goes against Joel Embiid tonight. But the usual suspects are Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton. The other part was in that game the last time out, Matisse Thybul started the game, and Giannis was – defending him Mike Budenholzer and the staff decided that Matisse Thibel was the uh was the defensive assignment for Giannis and as a result they didn't account for him Giannis was just roaming around the middle of the floor playing free safety and able to double team wherever the ball was going leaving Matisse Thibel open and daring him to do anything offensively to beat him so the adjustment was made by Doc Rivers and his staff and George Niang came into the game. Furkan Korkmaz came into the game as well, played more minutes. Furkan started the second half, if I'm not mistaken. And he, um, you know, he, he, was, he, was not a, he was a non-factor, Matisse Thibault, in that game. So I'm curious to see how they change things up a little bit and try to maybe get him involved a little bit more, where he is accounted for, where they cannot just have that free reign of what they want to do defensively, double-teaming Embiid, shading off of, 
him and keeping an extra eye on Maxi. And now with Harton out there, how do they go about it? Do, do you see anything different? What do you see different potentially tonight from the Sixers side with how they played it before the last time out? I mean, I can see two things happening. I can see either Furkan Korkmaz getting the start, or you can see um, Matisse, if he doesn't make open shots, getting a quick hook. Because, you know, it was a game where, like, uh, Doc Rivers wanted to play Furkan last game, give him some minutes, but he just, the things is, you know, start going the wrong way with uh, Matisse's foul trouble and they had to get Danny in there and stuff like that. So they, they didn't really have it. But I could see that actually happening. Because when you look at it, you know, the last game, Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris both had 19 points. George Niang had 18 off the bench, while Furkan Korkmaz added 13 off the bench, right? 13. So it yep. was one of those things where, like you said, you know, he started the second half and they, and he, you know, gave him a little lift. He gave him a big lift, by the way. So, you know, I can see, like, you know, if, if you want to be loyal to Matisse, you start him. But at the back in, in the back of your mind, you know, like, look, if this ain't gonna work out, bro, you know, you you're about to come off, you're about to come off the bench, you know. I mean, you're yeah. about to get benched, yeah. You know, so there we go. Yeah, and he has to stay out of foul trouble, as you mentioned, and Embiid, I'm sure, will match up a little bit against Giannis. That'll be what we find from time to time. We'll see those two guys come back, and uh, yeah, George Niang started that game. My apologies. Played a tremendous game, shot the ball really well. Maxi went off in the uh, middle part of the game where uh, second quarter specifically where James Harden was coaching him from the sideline, getting on him because he wasn't being aggressive enough in that one. And uh, he played a really good game. Good win on the road, uh, even though it was the getaway game for the All-Star break. It was a good win on the road. And uh, next, we got to talk about, Keith, the X factor of the game because as you talk about, Joel Embiid cannot do it himself. We need to find out who the X Factor is going to be tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. You'll tell us that when we get back right here on Locked On 76ers. And Keith, I got to tell people about NBA Top Shot, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with the passionate community of NBA fans across the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. Some of my favorite moments, I, I've, you know, just thinking about Allen Iverson crossing over Michael Jordan, something like that. You know, just great moments all around in the league. NBA Top Shot is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part training cards, part stock market, and part fantasy sports built into one in a loyalty program. And NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards and it made it easier to buy, sell, and trade, removing the hassle of great card grading shoe boxes and binders. Even though I'm old school and still have mine, I will not get away from it, but I will expand and get into the NBA Top Shot. If you sign up for Top Shot today, the best way to start is getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull a moment of a superstar like LeBron or KD or star rookies, K Cunningham, Evan Mobley, for just $9. Once again, get involved. Check it out. It's great. 24-7 peer-to-peer marketplace you scroll through. It's a great new thing that they have going on. And head over to LockedOn.NBATopShot.com to start building your collection today. And also, Keith, have to tell everyone about Truebill. Uh, look, if you, you do you know why free trials and renew without your – do you know that all of this stuff is just too much? You got this one, you have this one, you have all of that. We have all these free trials and trying to check out everything as far as streaming goes. 
Well, it's a business scam to you know to get out of you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money and download True Bill to take control of all of your subscriptions. You have so many from all over the place, all these different subscriptions that you have. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. So go ahead, get in there, check it out. I've done it and, and it, I love it. They saved me $400 so far and, and I've just gotten involved with it. But with all the subscriptions that I do have, I wanted to make sure I got it. And don't fall for sub subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Locked on NBA, go right now again. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA could save you thousands a year, uh, right now. So, again, Truebill.com slash locked on NBA to simply get involved and save yourself some money. It's summertime, you want to make sure you have all the money available to you to do all the things you want to do in the summer, especially getting in on the NBA as the playoffs are coming around. So, that's what you need to do. Get involved. Truebill is very easy to do. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, we got to look ahead, continuing to tonight. And the X factors, oftentimes in these games, it's someone else stepping up like George Niang in the last time out that three point one on the road in Milwaukee 76ers winning Joel Embiid still being Joel Embiid, but you need others to step up. And I got to ask you first uh, for the people out there paying attention, who should we be looking out for as a possible X factor to step up against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight? You know, at, at first I was thinking <laughs> I'm going to have to change my mind. At first I was thinking um, Shake Milton. But then when I looked mm -hmm. at the success that Danny Green had last time, I think he – I'm not Danny Green. Um, Furkan Korkmaz, I think I'm going to have to go with Furk. I think Furk is going to have to bring that type of offense that he did before because basically what we talked about in the first half was how Matisse was unable to do things. They brought Furkan in. He hit a couple of big shots, and it kind of loosened up that defense a little bit. So I believe that mm -hmm. Furkan Korkmaz – is going to have to have a big game um, taking what the team is going to give them. That, that's what I think. That is that, – yeah, and he shown in that game, especially in the road, which is encouraging that he can play in a big moment like that and still be effective. Didn't need, didn't need it to be 18, 19, 20 points or more. He gave the 13 that they needed in that game to win. And I believe you also got to – uh, bucket from uh, you know you get buckets from elsewhere whether you sprinkle in a three points from Isaiah Joe Shake Milton to your point also Danny Green uh, maybe being one but I, I think I want to cheat a little bit Keith and and go in a different direction if you don't mind I want to go to a starter and I want to go back to James Harden as being that x factor tonight because this Keith a game like this and I know it's not the postseason but with the eight games remaining the three games that you really focus on four maybe tonight against Milwaukee or over the weekend, we'll, we'll just jump ahead. They have Charlotte and Cleveland back-to-back -back Saturday and Sunday. And then next week, they're in Toronto. So these are four games of the eight where you really pay attention to what they're doing against these teams. And as I look at it, you got him for these games gearing up for the postseason. And yes, as you play well against the Lakers somewhat, but play great against the Clippers, you told me they were awful, right? And 
Then you have that showing, which was a stinker against the Phoenix Suns. This is the game. Brooklyn, the last time out, that was a huge game. Didn't perform well. Tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, as an X factor to take some of that pressure off of Joel Embiid, this is why you went and made that trade for James Harden to come in and be the player that you want him to be. Now, he may not give you 40 points. He may not even give you 30. But I need him to give me the average of what he does, which is 22 points a game, still giving me close to double-figure assists, and also rebounding the basketball and helping out that way. He has to knock down his outside shots. He cannot dribble, 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 and then get into a tough step-back situation without lift, as we've seen now over the last few games. I need James Harden, Keith, to be that James Harden that they decided to make the move for. He, tonight, for me, is my X Factor. Yeah, that's I a cheated good. a little bit. Yeah, I you cheated a lot. To. You cheated a lot because, because <laughs> yeah, you expect him to do something. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, and I kind of like That's what it. you brought him here for. Huh? That's what, yeah, that's what you brought him here for. Um, but, yeah, that was a cheat. That was a major cheat. I thought you was going to say George Niang or maybe Tobias or someone like that. Now nah. nah, you want straight nah. for, like, the juggler right there. But, yeah. I mean, I did. you know, yeah, he yeah, he does need to, I mean, show, like, to me, this game, and, and that's a good one. I mean, to me, this game is huge for him just for the standpoint to say, okay, like you said, this is what we brought you here for. Because, you know, to, in my mind, you know, doing that what he did against New York was great. Talking about the Knicks. Uh, Minnesota was great. The Clippers. But this is what he's here for, these type of games against these teams. You know, you got to show up against Phoenix. He didn't. You have to show up against Brooklyn. He didn't. And now let's see if he can show up against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. So that was. And good. again, look, their their record is still really good with him in the lineup. But when we talk about the memorable things, things that stand out for us, especially with us trying to preview what the postseason could look like a bit and kind of forecast and, and see what they are going to be. He has to play much better in, in these big games. And uh, I need to see that because he hasn't played against Miami. Sure, the Chicago game and, and, and Denver even, Dallas as well. He has to play much, much better in, in these games. So that's that's mine. That's where I'm leaning more towards. And sure, Tobias Harris, of course, you want to see a big game from him. Maxi and, and Matisse Thibault, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. We, we, need, we would need to see all of that because this is a, this is a team that you're – that you're looking at as a potential matchup in the postseason and one that I got to be honest with you, is still my favorite to get to the Eastern conference finals, the Milwaukee bucks, because of how good they are, because of what Giannis does, because of the, 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 the chemistry that they have in the championship pedigree from a season ago, this team is, is seasoned. They know what it takes to get there and they're just getting back. Now adding Brooke Lopez to the mix, Pat Connaughton is back now from his injury. Grayson Allen is a new member but he is there. Bobby Portis is playing well. He seems to play well against the 76ers. They have their X factors where guys step up against the 76ers like Bobby Portis having a big night, a big shot from uh, David Waba, right? He had, what, 18 points. He had a career high, it seemed like, against the 76ers. You need that to happen as well against the Milwaukee Bucks in order for it uh, to, to go in. So that's my X factor. And Keith... When we come back, we got to address one thing that Doc Rivers said post-game after the loss to the Phoenix Suns that the 76ers and their staff keep track of, and we need to keep track of it tonight 
against the Milwaukee Bucks because the number that they had and he shared with us cannot happen again. We'll get into that in our final segment right here on Locked On 76ers. But before that, I got to tell you with springtime coming, the summertime approaching as well, you want to make sure your vehicle is doing everything it needs to be done in order for you to get to the beach, your day trips, maybe a weekly trip where you have a long drive, and that is checking in with a Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible with all of these makes and models for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. So why choose to spend 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Check out everything that you need for your brand from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Let me give you an example. Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store to get it from Rock Auto at $216. So check it out. We encourage you to get in there, discover what you need, the parts, discover Rock Auto and how they can help. And we are sharing, of course, that with everybody out there. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, welcome back. And the final segment here, Keith, before we step away and get ready for this game tonight. And uh, that is Doc Rivers talking about after the Phoenix Suns game, 17 wasted possessions counted by he and his staff. We sit there, we watch the game, and we say, well, minute 254 in the second quarter, that was a bad trip down the floor. Then we see another trip down the floor that was a bad possession in the third quarter, so on and so forth. You see where I'm going. But they keep track of this. And they talked about it being 17 wasted possessions. Keith, this cannot, why this cannot happen against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight and, of course, going forward. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, that's part of the reason why teams keep coming back on them because of these possessions. Um, it, it can happen tonight because if they, if it does happen, I, I can't see them winning. I mean, like 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 sure. you like you added like the last time they played that Milwaukee team, we made a big uh, ado of that James Harden didn't play. They had several of their key players who didn't play either in that game. You know, not several, a couple, right? But um, but but they were enough to make a difference. So. You know, now you're going in, just coming down to the late in the season. Got teams are getting ready for the playoffs. You know, you got Milwaukee back at, you know, semi-full strength, so to speak, right? Um, yeah. You you can't make mistakes because it's going to it's gonna just turn the tide. I mean, there was a play, and I think we touched on it last time, where George Niang comes down, he's doing the dribbling, he drives the lane, and, he, and the ball goes out of bounds. He, like, does a pass, and the ball goes out of bounds on the baseline. Like, you, it was just a bad one. Like, it messed up. As soon as he drove the lane, he messed up. You knew it was going to happen. Then there was another time when, you know, James comes down, and he does some stuff looking looking for a foul. He doesn't get it, and the ball goes out of bounds, right? So, you know, it's like they can't afford to do that, nor can they afford to do that um, play this way in the playoffs. Think about it. I know, like, they people say, okay, they got Detroit on Thursday, and then they, you know, this and that. Okay, I get that. 
But Detroit is playing better. Detroit's been playing well. Yeah, you're right. Detroit's yeah. playing better. But it's also one of those things where it's also one of those things where you want to be playing your best basketball heading into the playoffs because it's not like a light switch. Like, oh well, we've been turning up, but we've been wasting possessions. Now all of a sudden we're going to get it together. Nah, if you waste 17 possessions in the playoffs, you know that's a loss. That's a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, that that that's why it's important for them to correct that right now, and 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 they can't like keep doing that moving forward. And it starts with your best player and uh, Joel Embiid, and certainly as we've touched on and alluded to a lot, James Harden. He he has to be strong in this game, and he has to protect the basketball and make sure that the possessions they get these shots. Because when we look at the box score at the end, sure we look at the turnovers, but we also look at these wasted possessions. Now that Doc Rivers has uh, tipped us off on it a little bit, I, I know me as a basketball nerd, I'm going to pay attention to that a little more. Like I said, sure, I'll sit there and say, man, that was a bad possession coming down. What was they, what was what was player X thinking here and why did they do that? Uh, you need to get a better look. You need to get a better shot. Or even if you do get a shot off, dribble, dribble, dribble from James Harden and then passing the ball to Tobias Harris with two seconds left on the clock that has to hoist up a shot or even get to a spot to try to get a shot off has to do much better uh, in those wasted possessions. So I hope it's something that they focused on on their day off on Monday and they come back ready to go against this team, which the Milwaukee Bucks are a really tough defensive team, and they have to bring their A game tonight. Keith, this is a big one, big game tonight, and I can't wait to talk with you tomorrow and the people about it because uh, while it may not tell the entire story, it's going to give us at least something to think about and until the postseason. And if it's a bad performance, we'll be looking at things here as we start to – again look ahead to the playoffs and say until we get there against the milwaukee bucks in the postseason this stink of this game is going to remain until they can clean it up and of course erase that one from our memory so big one tonight and uh any final thoughts on the game this evening hey i think the sixers will win i, I do i i think it and oh, okay. a big game I, that's my now sometimes i do these predictions i'm wrong right when i keep my mouth shut okay. i didn't right but I do think they'll win. I think that the fact that right now that a lot of people are saying that Joker or a lot of the voters who are going to vote are saying that they're going to vote for Joker over Embiid. And ESPN announced that this morning. I feel like Embiid is going to come out and, and try to kill people. I mean, I do. I think that he's going to have a huge game today. That's my opinion. And and Giannis is also in that mix, too. But uh, as far as Jokic last night, he had another triple-double, Keith, in their win. So he, he played well again last night. So obviously the last thing that they saw was that. There's eight games remaining for Joel Embiid to continue to make the noise. And this thing is just – I can't wait until it's over one way or another. Obviously, I think he's the MVP of the season. So do I think that the same for Nikola Jokic. Only one player can win it. And this thing about the national media and their obsession of my only problem with it, Keith, and then we'll go. They never give the reasons why Joel Embiid should win it. They only say that he is in the top three. No one else is going to crack the top three between he, Jokic, and Giannis. They give all of these warp numbers and these advanced statistics about Nikola Jokic and the record which he has in the Western Conference, which is similar to Giannis's and Joel Embiid's with their teams. But I never hear any reason why Joel Embiid should win it, except for he's dominant. That's it. 
Well, if that's the case and that's the criteria and that's what he's doing and they're winning, then he should also uh, get some of the same love from the national media. It's a puzzling thing. They get excited with the passing and all from Jokic, and I do too. But I think Joel Embiid is right now still, until otherwise, I think he's the MVP. But we'll continue with that as we go along because these next two weeks we'll have plenty of that to talk about. Thanks for making everybody locked on 76ers your first listen every day. Uh, tomorrow we'll get into what happened against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll see how things played out for the Sixers in the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Did they win like Keith thought? Will Embiid have a dominant performance? Will James Harden make sure this team doesn't have wasted possessions? We'll get into that. Now, as you made it your first listen, Locked On 76ers, now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. is free and available wherever you get your podcast. For Keith Pompey, I'm Devon Gibbons. Keith, thanks so much. Thank you to everybody out there listening. This has been Locked On 76ers.